Hi, my name is Jameson. Welcome to the Unexpected Experts Podcast, a show where we dive into the vast spectrum of human knowledge and the ways that our experiences make us experts in unexpected ways. Thanks so much for listening. All right, well, here we go. <laughs> we were just having a lovely chat. We just decided to hit record. So welcome, everybody. Uh, we're, we're here with, uh, with a good friend of mine, Joy Robinson. Uh, Joy yeah. is from Newfoundland, from the east of this great, grand, big old country. Uh, moved here several many years ago. Uh, yeah, on like, like the east side of the country. Geographically incorrect. The east of the country. That would be like east, Europe. The eastern <laughs> portion of the, the country. Eastern eastern end? Eastern side? Anyway. Uh, we could argue. It's anyway. always fun to wait. Uh, Joy also just put out uh, an album a few weeks ago. No, a month ago? month ago-ish. Yeah. 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 Almost, Crazy. Yeah. So, um, Welcome. Joy Robinson. Yay! <laughs> waiting, waiting for the applause. Okay. <laughs> like applause the break. Like insert insert applause track here. Yeah. Right. Like they do on the radio. They just like play like so great. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. I'll quickly make an applause sign and then hold it up so that we all know when to like there quietly we go. applaud into exactly. the Exactly. That's the way That's to do good. it. Well, I'm super That's excited to, to be here. I've I've always wanted to be on this podcast. I've been waiting to do something significant enough with my life that Jama would actually be on this podcast. Uh, <laughs> and now I've finally done it. It's funny. <laughs> the day has come. I have finally That's become funny. an unexpected expert at something. That's good, man. That's funny. <laughs> but to do something significant in my life enough to be invited on. I was That's like, funny. I That's funny, man. invite me on that podcast. Oh. Um, I wanted to be one of the cool kids. So That's I'm hilarious. Excited. I mean, you have been on my list for a while, but now really? it seems like the best. Yeah, but it, it seemed like the best timing now because you just put out your your album, too. So exactly. You know. I too was waiting can... for you to do something significant with your life. Oh, we all know how it is. Okay. Right. That's right. We were waiting for our success amounts to converge. No, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, yeah. But uh, yeah, welcome to Unexpected Experts, Joy. Welcome, Thank you. welcome. Thank you. We're, so exciting. We're stoked to have you. I've been jazzed about this one for the past few days, for sure. Like since listening to your album a bunch, I'm like, oh, I got a question about this. I got a question about oh, that. Oh my so, God, let's get into be the good. tea because I have yeah. tea in my mug that has uh, a quote, <laughs> a quote oh, from Molly like Parton, who I also mention on my album. Is that the Pour Yourself a Cup of Ambition one? Yes. I from saw Scylla? it. Uh, uh, no, I saw. I found Maybe? this in a store in in Canmore. Oh, they're kind like of it. everywhere now. They're super on trend. Yeah. Um, which I typically don't enjoy things that are like on trend that kind of annoys me. But I couldn't I resist. Legit, I mean, it I, has. I have that exact same mug. Like, oh really? One hundred percent have that mug. Like on with my shelf. Dolly, the Dolly with quote Dolly. on it. Yes. Hundred <sighs> percent. We did. Uh, so it was in sync I, with one another. <laughs> hilarious i feel like i'll just leave and you guys can handle this one <laughs> all right peace out Bye. Yeah, well 12 years of friendship will will do that that's facts it's fair facts. it's yeah. just Freaking funny 12 years get out of my life yeah. <laughs> do ya. wow <laughs> this is funny okay gotta, so okay. can you share with the class how did you guys meet 
Yeah. How, how did um, we meet? How did we meet? We, I actually, I'm trying to remember if I actually can remember like the meeting, moment. The moment. Like, yeah. Which know. I'm not sure. I feel like it was at, so we went to college together. Yeah. Um, which let me tell you, I just cleared off uh, a bookshelf because I'm reorganizing my, my space in here. Yeah. I, I pulled this out. Do you know what this is? Oh, it's like a yearbook. My dad. That's right. That's, that's a yearbook. Is, oh my Jeez. God. It, do you see all these cards that just fell out of there? People used to love me. <laughs> <laughs> Girl, people still love you. They just don't write in, in books anymore. I just like, okay, this is our yearbook from the first year that we went to school together. And look, okay, here, look. I mean, the podcast is not going to be able to see this. But. Where is it? Oh my gosh. Oh, that is a paragraph. That is a paragraph. That is a paragraph. It is a full Jesus. blown story. Wow, wow, wow. Man. Man. Is there embarrassing things in it? Can I we not, embarrass you? I literally have not read this, so I have no idea what's in there. That's Dang. so okay. funny, man. For another time. And send it to you later. There's but. my little Enneagram four wing that we were talking about earlier. Exactly. Bless. Facts. Bless okay, your Okay, so wing. college. Bless this so college. I think so we met college. at some, like, we were staying in the same residence building, and I think they had some yeah. kind of, like games like get to know each other oh ice like icebreaker yeah. barbecue crap and then yeah yeah <laughs> i don't know i hate Talk stuff like that some icebreaker garbage whatever man <laughs> it's like what's your favorite color if you're an animal what would you be wow, like, sounds like <laughs> elementary stuff <laughs> awesome i don't know there was a lot of jumping around i don't even know um probably but i think we must have met somewhere in it must yeah. have been in res. Yeah. I, it must be. I don't remember. Maybe you were just like in my in my dorm hanging out with Keddy, my roommate, and it's your true. classmate. Like yeah. it might have been one of those, but probably more okay. like a res. So a did res you start at the same time? Like move in day. We did. did we started guys- yeah. the same year, okay. right? Yeah, yeah. I think so. So and then was this like a small I mean, was this a small enough incoming class that it was just you got like you had one class of like first years or were there multiple years? Did you guys take the same programs? I've got lots of questions. So many questions. How did your friendship blossom? Tell us did more. You, oh, man. I mean, blossom. Joy practically lived in my dorm. I did. <laughs> she, was, I was she was working with Ketty so much. Yeah. Mm. Also, okay. So we went to a Bible school. We have to preface with yes. this. Yes. That's so true. There are yeah. like I figured that much out. But this was... <laughs> very you probably were breaking the rule then by being in this dorm room they were like girls can't be in the boys room past 10 p.m and i was like well Well, girl i got homework so what what's a bitch gonna do (laughs) that's true you're in okay because you and keddy were in the theater program you were the first you were the only two Mm. first years in the theater program that year and it and the workload for that program was over nine thousand. It was unnecessary. <laughs> Over like, nine thousand. It was, it was it so was much. Sure. Yeah. And like you, you guys didn't sleep for like a year, <laughs> straight up. Like you were. Sounds doing like the first year homework. of parenting. Welcome. You've already done it. You're pro. <laughs> I, I was you're ready. Your your baby is just your degree. So. My baby is my degree. My diploma. Yeah. Your diploma. It wasn't oh. even a degree. It was a freaking diploma. I was like, no one should work that hard for a diploma. I'm sorry. Mm. <laughs> That's too bad. Yeah, unnecessary. Yeah, we we had like 10, 11 courses in a semester. What? Semester. Yeah. Not a year. Semester. How do you even. What? We did. Were they module courses? How do you even fit that into? 
we we just didn't sleep it was like I mean it was like we didn't have like a ton of like papers because it was like a theater program so sure um a lot of it was like you know presenting monologues and stuff yeah monologue work scene work um lots Mm -hmm. of like like we did like dance and movement classes Mm -hmm. so like the homework for those were obviously not super like time consuming academically so Mm -hmm. because we had a lot of courses like that it was like we had you know quote more time but you know we still also had like you know script analysis um (laughs) all these other kind of courses that we had to also write papers for and so Mm. we're constantly like reading plays your girl is not a fast reader so like yeah (laughs) prime prime first year memories were either hanging out in your dorm room because you were roommates with Ketty. Or yeah. we would just be like hanging out in the laundry room because that was the only common space. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. That's true. That is a sitcom. Holy crap. Even, even yeah. the lounge, like you could only be in after yeah. a certain time. You weren't allowed out. to be in after a if certain time. If you are in a room with a man past 10 p.m., babies will yeah. be created. Like, you're like y'all, y'all getting pregnant. Y'all getting pregnant. <laughs> oh my gosh. Hashtag Bible College Life. Hashtag Theater Bible College. <laughs> Hashtag. I don't even know what I was doing. Yeah. It doesn't matter that Ketty had a girlfriend at the time who's yeah, now no. <laughs> married to for like 10 years. <laughs> and now she's expecting a baby. That's yeah, she is. So exciting. I'm I'm actually Aww. I'm seeing Ketty tomorrow. I'm hanging out Are with you? tomorrow. Yeah. Yes. Because I feel yes, like the, like a, a lot of mine and JMO's relationship came because you guys were friends. And then for we sure. were all just being like goofballs together. Like literally, yeah. like the majority, like <laughs> I tell people this, I'm like, my relationship with JMO really is just like us, like saying random words or phrases or making like, like weird, like chicken noises and then trying to like one up the other person <laughs> until everyone's just like yeah. laughing from crying. Or uh, from, truer words okay, we've never spoken on this podcast. <laughs> so yeah. true. Yeah, and Ketty would always have yeah. these like strange phrases. We call them Kettyisms because yeah, nobody else on earth says these random <sighs> things that literally make no sense. I mean, well, they do if you break them down, but like they do if you break them down. Yeah, like get out of my life. I mean, that's yeah. just kind of like, but you got to kind of like, run it together. Like get out of my life, and or like get gom, out of my life. Gom yeah. is my yeah. favorite one, which is go yeah. home. So if you know someone's like making you angry or whatever you just say ah go mm-hmm. <laughs> ah, do ya like do ya like like do you need something like can i help you like yeah. what's happening what are you doing right now but it got shortened to do ya do ya do ya so That's it's just funny. utter utter chaos oh, is is what our relationship is just legit utter... anytime joy and i hang out it's insanity like it but really it's is the best of times. It is the best of times. There's no worst of times. It's just only the best of times. Facts, facts. facts. Unless we're talking about theater in school, in that which was case, worst of times. There were there were a lot of tears, but hey, we made it through. Yeah. I'm Aww. still a theater artist. You know. Yep. We were okay. I grew up. It's good. <laughs> That's right. Well, okay. Speaking of growing up mm-hmm. and theater and all of that, um, we should probably just ask you our first question, which yeah. is, what is What's your superhero origin, origin story? story? Oh, That's she right. knows. Hashtag She's regular listener, son. Listener. <laughs> Even though I really should have like, I knew that was going to be the question and still I did not prepare, yeah. like anything to say. So, <laughs> all right. Whatever. <laughs> good for it. No sweat. That's funny. Um, do ya. Yeah, what do ya? <laughs> Golm, get out of my life. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, what's my origin story? Okay. Um, well, 
I don't know when I became a superhero, but I'm <laughs> it's probably in theater school. I don't know. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, that that'll be your super villain origin story. Oh, yeah. Like going to going to Bible college for theater. Just went to the like dark you, side. You became you became the theater joker in Bible college. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. That's how that goes. Um I can see that. Yeah. I can I can live that. Um yeah. So I mean you already said it. I'm I'm from Newfoundland, so I was born and raised there. Um so yeah, spent the first 18 years of my life in um well, on the island i started uh i'm a i'm a worship leader um by trade i don't know <laughs> uh, <By> trade. <laughs> um so went yeah to, went to I, cable wrapping classes for worship pastoring or... yeah, <laughs> mic technique uh all that strumming good. technique i don't know all, all that, that all yeah. that jazz um but yeah so like teenage years i mean well i kind of even as a kid like i was always very like creative like I was just very drawn to stories uh music mm-hmm. uh, is a huge part of my life so um mm-hmm. yeah my mom was also a worship leader um she was playing the bass the night before I was born so no oh way like, wow. vibrations and I was like yo let's go I'm ready to get into this world yeah I was I was born Heck the next yeah. day so. that's yeah. amazing super fun I don't know um, your mom's a bass player that's cool yeah, man. My mom's cool. Like, <laughs> yeah. She, uh, yeah, she's, she's awesome. Uh, both my parents are awesome. I love them. Um, and yeah, they were always like, well, they also did, um, like wedding videos as kind of a side hustle. So there were always yeah, like cool. you know, video cameras around. So like, you know, from a very young age, like me and my siblings, um, just started making like you know, Lego movies or whatever, like, or like, nice. Beanie Banks. we had a whole series of like, amazing like films, like, yeah, so we would like play with our toys. But then we were like, you know, what would be better, though, is if we like make feature films with the toys instead. Um, so yeah, storytelling was always uh, my, I was just drawn, drawn to storytelling. I always thought it was super nice. fun. And yeah. And then I think, yeah, I was like 12, probably 12. Um, my mom came into my room one day and she was just like, there's this uh, musical theater camp that they're doing for, you know, kids from ages, whatever to whatever. And she was like, oh, do you want to do you want to do that? And I was a very shy kid, believe it or not. Um, I did not enjoy talking to people. Uh, I was terrified of huh. human beings. <laughs> And so when she asked me, but she always knew that I loved like performing and singing and music and all that. So um, she was like, oh, would you want to do this camp? And I was just like, yeah, I do. Hmm. I want to do that. That sounds That's like cool. I want to do. Yeah. So then I did that. And like that literally changed the course of my life. Like once I hmm. got the theater bug, wow. I was like, this is utter magic. It's so great. And uh yeah, I did that camp every year until I was too old to do it. And then, yeah, I got in like regular theater classes like uh, throughout the year that happened like during the regular school semester. Mm. And uh, yeah, and then like I was around like, well, I was 18, 17, 18, and I was still doing theater. And it was at that point where I was like, okay, you know, what are you going to do with your life? High school's almost over. Um, mm. And I was like, you know, I really don't want theater to just be this thing that 
I did when I was a teenager and then like, it's not part of my life anymore. So right. I was like, I'm going to go to school and I'm going to do theater school. Um, but I think most people kind of expected me to go to like Bible school to be a worship pastor because that was the other thing that I spent all my time doing. Like I, mm. I lived at the church. I led worship on Thursday nights for youth group and Tuesday nights for the kids and then twice on Sunday. And like, that was my wow. life. I did theater. Wow. 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 Um, That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. That's such a long amount of time to like, sorry, not a long amount, but like a lot of time invested a big into commitment. Yeah. doing that for so many years. Like mm-hmm. that's pretty incredible. Yeah. Like I've always been that kid who's just kind of like, you know, most people like reach a point in their life where they're like, I don't know what I'm doing with my life. I need direction. What, what am I doing? <laughs> I was never like that. I was like, I know what I want to do. This is what I'm built like, for. I'm still there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 33. Bless, bless you on your journey, my brother. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, bro. Appreciate that. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, I remember because I was, I was actually homeschooled as well from K to 12, like all the way up. And no so, kidding. Yeah. Oh, and I remember so well adjusted. <laughs> I just know so many homeschool kids and some of them are so awkward and yeah. bless them. But like, yikes. Bless them. But yeah, sometimes it's, it's rough. but I'm um, like theater. Like I told, right. I told yeah. someone the other day, they were like, how did you like turn out the way you turned out? I was like, I don't know theater. And they were like, but that they're like theater kids are also weird. So like, I, I don't know. I just maybe double maybe just like, like you just canceled it out. I think like, so. There's something like that. Like all the weirdness just kind of like melded into n- normalcy, I guess. I don't even know. Mm, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sure. But yeah, I remember like when I was a teenager and like starting to do like more of like the advanced high school courses or whatever. And um, I can't quite remember what it was. I think it was something in like chemistry or like it was something in the sciences. I don't know what it was. We were about to start this like next, like the second book of it or whatever and I was like mom I don't know exactly what I'm gonna do for my career but I can 99.9% guarantee it's not gonna be in math and sciences so can we just not (laughs) (laughs) and she was and she had homeschooled like my brother my older brother and sister at that point so I think she was feeling kind of dead and she was just like you know what Mm, forget it go write some music yeah 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 So yeah, that, that worked out quite well for me. So yeah, then I kind of just, uh, well, then I ended up finding, um, Rocky mountain college. That's where I went to school and met, you know, this crazy clown over there. Um, can confirm, can confirm it did happen. Um, Both clown and Rocky mountain. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I found that through, uh, multiple different sources, but it kind of came up one day when I was looking for courses or uh, looking for a college to go to. It popped up on a Facebook ad of all places and it just said theater and God question mark. And I was like, oh, oh wow. my goodness, these are the two things I want to put together because I want to be an actor, <laughs> but I want to be an actor for Jesus. So there we go. yeah. So that led me to, to Rocky and um, yeah. And then I just ended up, you know, that my diploma turned into a degree which then later turned into a job and, you know, I've kind of been here ever since. So, yeah. Yeah. So where, where is it that you're working right now then for anyone that doesn't know? Yeah. So right now I'm at uh, Emmanuel Christian Reform Church. Uh, it's in, in Calgary. 
Um, and yeah, so I'm the worship director there. Um, so I do basically lead worship every Sunday. Um, and, um, yeah, I'm kind of in charge of anything arts related. So, um, I, uh, yeah, I organize all the, the volunteers who do our visual stuff. We have a lot of visual artists at our church, which is awesome. Um, so that's great. Yeah. And then of course theater stuff. So for, you know, we do at Christmas, we do a a candlelight service, which is kind of like a Christmas Eve service, but we, we do it the week before. And typically I will write like a, a script or like uh, two years ago I did, um, like a full on poetry. Like I just wrote a bunch of poems and then interwove them with like music and stuff. And Oh, that's cool. Um, Yeah. It was really cool. So yeah, I get to do lots of fun, fun, cool things. Yeah. So then you kind of have some pretty good creative liberty then in that, in that job, in that position. eh? Yeah. Cause yeah, I mean, creative arts, uh, I mean, that's a whole man. We could talk about that for a long time. (laughs) Oh yeah. Uh, arts in the church is definitely not always um, a welcomed thing. I mean, other than mm-hmm. music, obviously. Um, but yeah, yeah, depending on the church, like a lot of people, especially like, you know, dancing is super like, ooh, mm. let's not get dancers in here. And then and the theater artists are also kind of a question mark. They're like, oh, I don't know what they're going to say or how they're going to interpret that text. Better watch out. Right. So, yeah. yeah. Artists, I think, like, have a well, hard they, time. They, they might start dancing too. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So yeah. I think artists often have a hard time fitting in at church i've definitely mm, like yeah. that experience um which side note also loved the the discussions you guys oh, were having like the church, church hurt yeah yeah yeah, yeah. we good like yeah there's so many um things to unpack there so i really appreciate that you guys were like having those yeah. conversations because yeah it's like surprisingly such a uh, i mean i guess not surprisingly at this point but it's, it's such a common experience mm-hmm. and yeah mm-hmm. i definitely had my fair share of crap over the years yeah, yeah as an artist it's also you know trying to yeah. balance these things because you know all, like often the arts world is kind of seen as this ooh, like this dark and scary place like all those weird <laughs> artists out there i'm like yeah well you know they're the ones who are you know creating culture really it's just like okay like that's yeah. right when the pandemic mm-hmm. happened, it's like, okay, whatever, what's everyone doing? They're like going to Netflix, they're listening to music, they're mm-hmm. like going to the arts to kind of like, you know, help them express what's in their soul. So it's just like essential service. Hello. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and, and in the church too, it's like newsflash. Any of those songs you're singing in church were written by an artist. Yeah. Hello. Also, newsflash. Somebody, somebody designed your, your pews. Somebody designed the space yeah. that you're in. Somebody <laughs> placed the cookies out after your service and organized them in a certain way. Like that's all creative arts a, work. Yeah. So a level Absolutely. of comfort and discomfort depending on yeah how man like far into the arts I feel like mm-hmm. yeah absolutely what is traditional and what is non traditional in terms of inclusion in a church. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is something super yeah. interesting to explore. And like at the church that I'm at, it's definitely more of a, like it's kind of a nice balance of like, it's, it's, it definitely has more liturgy than I was used to. Like I grew up Pentecostal, so it was just a lot of, you know, speaking in tongues and like people falling over and <laughs> like all sorts of fun things. <laughs> oh, mm-hmm. Stories. Um, so I kind of went from that extreme um, to, yeah, working at kind of a, I don't know, medium charismatic church. I don't know. 
and then going <laughs> to this one that was, you know, just more more structured, more like, you know, writing out your prayers, for instance, and, you know, kind of following a little bit liturgy of like the church calendar, which I find fascinating, like I've kind of I've started to become a, a liturgy nerd over the last little while as I'm like learning more about mm. it. So it's still fairly That's new cool. to me. Yeah, it's it's really cool. It's it's done a lot of good things for for my faith, I think. So then, okay, so you you kind of talked about how you got to where you are today and then you also it was shared I don't remember who actually shared it but that you have recently come out with an album so take us through the journey of how you yeah. got to yeah like wanting to write an album and maybe just like a Coles notes of what the process was like leading up yeah. to yeah yeah so it's it's been a journey making this so this has been like my childhood dream like I like since I was a kid I was like oh I want to write music and I want to make an album like a specific CD because like mm. a huge part of my growing up years was listening to CDs and taking out the little booklet and like looking at the lyrics and like yeah. just like imagining my life and you know all that dreamer stuff it's good times um so that was always my dream was to be able to produce something that was like that that could give people yeah. the same experience and so you know of course like going to theater school I ended up kind of like focusing more on um well acting for a while then I got into sound designing which I'm also doing so like music composition um as well as, you know, I was working in a church. I've been doing ministry. Like, that's been my main thing for really, I mean, since I was a teenager. And then I started doing it professionally. Yeah. And so between those two things, like, I I just, like, my dream just kind of kept going to the back burner of, like, oh, I'll do that one day. Mm, um, yeah. Right now I'm, you know, either involved in a theater project or I'm leading worship, which those are both, like, creative work, which is great. Um, but I wasn't getting to you know write my mm -hmm. I started writing songs when I was about 15 so like throughout all of this I was still like wow. writing songs they just wouldn't they just wouldn't go anywhere they would just sit in my in my brain mm. mm -hmm. and so uh one day I was well I was doing um the passion play out in drum color mm. uh, I did that yep. for like six years of my life good times um and one of these days I was hanging out with a friend of mine who was also in the play who had also recorded an album and we were talking about like dreams and things. And, and he was like, so what's like, what's your dream? And I said what my dream was. And he was like, so why don't you just do that? Like, why don't you just mm. book some studio time and do that? And I was like, Man. you can't just, you can't just do that. <laughs> And you like I in my head I always had this like oh like someone like sees me singing at a church and then they're like wow she's amazing I want to give her a record deal and then like right you know, like all these because like really I'm like what I grew up watching like on the Disney Channel and all these things were basically yeah. just like oh like you're so special you're gonna be amazing someone's gonna notice you and like you're gonna be famous and all your dreams are gonna come true like. Right. That was the messaging yeah. in so many of those programs. Totally. And so like I was just like living my life being like, yeah, if I believe in myself, like this is just going to come to me. And 
so then when he challenged me on that, I was like, huh, like maybe I should just like do this and take control of it. Cause I knew it was like expensive. I was like, I don't have money for this. Like, I don't know. Um, so then I, yeah, I just decided to do it. So I went to the guy who, um, that, uh, my friend recorded his album with, um, Paul Zacharias, who has a uh, wheelhouse sound, uh, it's a recording studio mm. in high river. And so, uh, cool. I met with him. Hey. Yes. Is that where you live? I'm in Okotoks. Okay. Well, there you go. Out that uh, basically that the same thing compared to you, Northwest Calgary people. <laughs> <laughs> it's facts, yeah. It's facts. Um, so yeah, had a meeting with Paul. We recorded one song together, um, just to kind of have a test song, and that song was uh, "B," which is one of the singles off the album. Um, love it. Thanks. Yes, love it. Uh, that song is so good. Thanks. I, I can't handle that. It. It's yeah. So yeah. So that, and that was one of those songs that I wrote like, you know, years before. And I was like, oh, I'm going to put this on an album one day. And mm-hmm. yeah, so we recorded that one song and then we were like, yeah, we're going to, I'm going to do this. I'm going to record a whole album. I'm going to invest my own money into this and just like, like take ownership of my own dream and just do it. So that's kind of where we started that. Um, then about, you know, four months into that process, um, COVID happened and I got laid off uh and I was like oh well that sucks yeah (laughs) that's gonna put a little dent in this timeline I think and um because I was like I was so uncertain I had no idea like what like what am I gonna do like nobody's hiring uh in churches like churches are closed like what am I gonna like how am I gonna make money what am I gonna do and of course you know we got CERB and everything but you know, it was just a lot of uncertainty. And I was like, should I be spending my money on recording an album? Mm. I should just be mm-hmm. in case I don't have a job for two years. Like, I don't know. So yeah. And then just like thing after thing kind of kept happening. So this recording process really like it spanned about three years of my life mm. recording. this. Wow. Thing. Yeah. And like, which is not like, that's not unheard of. It's true. Most people, true. yeah, especially for like an independent artist, right? Like, and that's unless you're, unless you're Taylor Swift. Yeah, <laughs> Taylor Swift. God bless. God bless. Do love me. <laughs> Had to find a way to get her back in here. That's right. Uh, <laughs> like she obviously is not having a problem jumping back into the studio, as we are seeing by all so, these albums. She is. I'm like, girl, re-recording wanna, and releasing. Want to support some local? Uh, well, local for you, girl, but you know, some artists can't afford anything. <laughs> that would be, <laughs> um, be amazing. We'll tag her. We'll tag her for you. We'll see what happens. She'll see yeah, the yeah. album. That would be amazing. I'm sure she'll I'm sure she'll listen to it. Actually, this you would be so excited. I actually worked on a show this last year called Taylor's Version, and it's basically like a fan, um, a fan kind of story that uses Taylor Swift songs to kind of Amazing. Oh, cool. So I, that um, is so cool. I did sound design for that and got to do like a bunch of like Taylor Swift arrangements and I got to like mash a bunch of her songs together. I, oh, that's fun. It was so fun. That is fun. Yeah. I that's just have to cool. now say that my, so the girl that I am going to the concert with next, actually, no, this December. Oh my gosh. This, this December. Year, and you're, this oh, you're actually um, going to the. Yeah. 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 
I, oh, I, yeah, <laughs> I know. I forget about it every once in a while. And then I'm like re-reminded and I'm like, holy crap. If anything happens Anyways. to your friend and you need a date, just call me up. <laughs> you, uh, you'll, you'll be number two. I've got one person who's already claimed number one, but yeah. There's a waiting list. Um, <laughs> classic. There's always a freaking waiting um, list. Classic. Yeah, Come on, seriously. Taylor. Figure it I out. Was, anyway, so this girl, um, she's like our neighbor across the way and is a former student of my husband's which is even funnier that she was like you want to come and I'm like absolutely I do this is the funniest combination of people but I will be there um but she is a dancer and she signed up for a class with one of Taylor's backup dancers and got to take the class with him yeah and like has a picture with him and I'm like no way this is insane and she's like yeah equally as big if not maybe bigger swifty than i am and so i texted her the other day because of course taylor's back on tour and i was like how does it feel to know that he's back with taylor and you got like an hour and a half dance class with him a month and a half ago <laughs> she's like mind-blowing absolutely mind -blowing. that's like, so cool so good. Mm -hmm. oh man i want to take that dance class right i can't even dance i want to take that dance class let's go <laughs> mm. you you would have had a great time that's cool though. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, recording, uh, um, yeah, most people like will record an album in like two weeks. Like some people just like take a time, like they have it all planned out and then it's just like, all right, we're going to take some time off work. And like, that's how I know like lots of independent artists do it. And then they just kind of do it in one go and then boom, mix and master and mm -hmm. Bada bing, bada boom. Bada. That, that's probably the cheaper way to do it. It's like you've got all your stuff, you've got it prepared, you come in with your band, you get the studio time for as mm -hmm. little time as you need so that it doesn't cost you so much. Yeah. And then just like bang those tracks out and mm -hmm. kind of hope for the best. Yeah, pretty much. But I decided to, you know, span it over a kajillion years and bring a lot of the same musicians <laughs> back in, which was great. Like people like kept coming cool. back and, you know, playing on the songs, which was awesome. And um, yeah, did tons of collaboration with Paul. Like Paul is amazing. Like the album would not be what it is without him. He's, he's super great at like getting like new artists to kind of like articulate and find their own artist voice. And yeah, mm. you know, I kind of had some songs. Cool. That, yeah. I had some songs on there that like I knew I wanted to put on the album that I had already written, but then like after having worked with him, like we kind of did some writing exercises together, which was really fun. And, or he would give me like a prop. Oh, cool. Like, uh, yeah. Like the first song, a prayer that was written because he gave me a, a writing prompt that was basically like, okay, you need to write a song that is a prayer of some type. Uh, it can't be longer than two minutes and hmm. you have an hour to write it. Go. <laughs> whoa wow. crazy oh, okay like and yeah i wrote the majority of it in an hour and of course you can always go back and like revisit which i did and i tweaked things but for the most part yeah. like that song was like written in about an hour maybe two given the edits and then we actually kind of just recorded it that way too like i we set up a mic and i played the piano and we just kind of recorded it in one take that's cool wow yeah super fun that's cool yeah, I really like that song as the opening to the album, too. I feel like at least knowing you and knowing who you are as a person, like that song, to me, it feels like it sets the tone for the album. Mm. Like, mm. it's a good opener to who you are as a person. And then also it's it 
I like it being short as well mm-hmm. that it's like, okay, here's a little, here's a little appetizer for what's to come. Mm-hmm. Like, I think mm-hmm. it really sets up the album quite well. Oh, thanks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, uh, I mean, that's like one of the, the joys of making an album for me is like the track list of like, how can we make the most kind of, like, I wanted to tell a story with the, with the tracks mm. and like the order of them. Mm. Like, you know, we live in a very like, you know, shuffle culture of just like, oh, let's just pick one yeah. and put it on your playlist and bada bing, bada boom and singles and all that kind of stuff, which yeah, is like totally. a great way to discover music. Like I love that about that, but I do miss the art of just kind of like, okay, why did she make that the first track? Yeah. Like why? Totally. And, and I, mean, I think you- there's so many artists that like have that mentality. I'm sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like that they, regardless of how we as listeners absorb their music, they absolutely have like a, a reason and a breakdown as to why mm. a song is called that yeah. and, and yeah. why it's placed in that spot on your mm-hmm. track list too. Yeah. Yeah. One one of my favorite bands, Spirit Box, they're a heavy metal band from Victoria. Okay. And I flew out to to I flew to Vancouver to go see them last April with my girlfriend. And it was such a good show. But they did an EP, I think it was like in November or so. And it was just six tracks, but they had lyrics interspersed throughout each song that were all relating to each other and they were all referencing different tracks Love and that. every song like mm. blended into the next one and so it's this full hmm. just six track song essentially mm. but they all the tracks flow into each other and they are separated tracks for sure and right. they all have their own feel and their own vibe and um, yeah. But there's little things throughout that they like linked back and they called back to different songs. And yeah. it was, it's a really great little EP. Oh, hmm. I love that. It's called, it's called The Fear of Fear. So, Oh, snap. I, I definitely am going to check that out because, yeah, I love like that specificity and yeah, yeah. Like, the storytelling element of that. Because then like if you really if you listen for it, you will find it like that's kind of what I did with my album too. Like I, I was, as I was writing songs, like a, a lot of the themes were like, you know, kind of like wandering away and like figuring out kind of what the meaning of home is. I actually almost named mm. the album home, um, mm. but ended up switching it to a little at a time just because, um, well, a little at a time kind of like spoke to the project as a whole, like not just as totally a creative side of it but also just like the fact that it really did just take a little at a time um yeah. <laughs> very much like a little one, one day at a time one recording track at a time yeah pretty much totally. and it was just like okay like learning to be present within those moments and yeah figuring out what really matters in life I'm like wow that's kind of what the album is so we named it that mm. um a little out of time is definitely one of my my favorite tracks on the album too so but there is so much of it that is also like, you know, kind of pointing to this idea of like, what is home and like, how do I mm. find that and like journeying kind of through life? Because I mean, really, this album kind of is my story from like childhood, like through my 20s, basically. Totally. And so mm. it's kind of like one of those like coming of age albums. I'm like, hey, these are some lessons that I've learned so far. And yeah, yeah so. I mean, like build a house and if I could take you for sure, like those two, I'm like, okay, like we're just getting a glimpse into 
Joy's origin story here yeah, in music much. form. I terrific. should have just said that when you were like, oh, what's your origin story? I'm, I'm go listen to my song. <laughs> go and listen yeah. to, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I'll listen to tracks two and three. <laughs> Thank my, you so much. my origin story, yes. <laughs> That's funny. But I like, I really enjoyed Backpack. I've listened mm. to it a few times and I was listening to it on the way home and I heard it through and I'm like, no man, I gotta go listen back to that one. And I listened to it again and it's a it's a it feels like such a raw mm-hmm. kind of an emotional journey type of track like mm-hmm. what what is that one i guess what was the the process of writing that and then what does that song like mean to you because that one really stood mm-hmm. out to me that one and live life too but <laughs> we can talk life. about that later yeah yeah backpack <laughs> i've actually heard a lot of positive feedback from um from backpack like a lot of people like it and relate to it and which i find is is, is so cool um and yeah, that song actually came about because um, my roommate was going for a hike and I've got this nice like hiking backpack. And so she was borrowing cool. this backpack and she had just like returned it to me. And and then she had gone, she just left the house and like was off doing something else. And then I, this backpack was just kind of sitting there and I was like, backpack, that's a cool word. Like I kind of want to <laughs> write a song called backpack. <laughs> I was like, I don't really know what it's going to be about, but it's it's going to be about something about a backpack. And so I just grabbed my guitar and I'm like staring at this backpack and I just kind of started playing the little do 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 do. Yeah. <laughs> and then like, you know, then thinking about like, okay, what is a backpack? What purpose does it serve? When do people mm. wear backpacks? And then I thought about someone backpacking. I'm like, well, they definitely have a backpack if they're backpacking. And then it just kind of like flowed into this sort of like, you know, kind of this journey of like kind of running away from your mental problems. And I kind of just like took it's sort of like a mental health song of like all these things that are swirling around in your mind that like can be so just torturous and heavy laden. And so you think maybe if I can leave physically and like Mm. get out of here, yeah, maybe like this stuff will like, maybe my head will clear. And, you know, I have a lot of people in my life who I've seen do that. Like they've tried to like, like, Oh, I'm going to like, just, just going to go change my life. or I'm going to go move here. I'm like, I need new people. I need new friends. I need a new place. Hmm. And I just like, you know, clean slate, but then it's just kind of like, it doesn't ever really work. Um, And this kind of whole idea of like, oh, we need to be like, we need to put ourselves together in order to be like presentable to our family or friends. And it's just the best relationships are those where you can just kind of show up and be like, hey, I'm a mess today. Like, I cannot shed what I am carrying right now. Can you just like sit with me in all this stuff? And that's, you know, kind of when you when you find those people who are like home to you, I'm like, Oh, that, those are the people that I can actually just, you know, be with. Yeah. So I was going to say like, that idea is totally what you were singing about in the last track home. Mm -hmm. Like totally. It's totally that like, it's the place where you can be yourself where you don't have to pretend you don't have to put on a face. Like, and if that's familial home or if that's the chosen home that you have and like chosen family in that way, like Mm -hmm. having that home, to always go back to. Yeah. Um, yeah. Totally. Pretty like, much. I mean, I, and I kind of almost. I, like, I love, I love the course in backpack too. Like, but you can't run forever and call any place your home. 
if you run till you get better, you'll forever roam. Like, mm. it's so good, man. Yes, man. <laughs> I can't handle that. It's so good. Yeah. It's, uh, I feel like, I feel like a proud, like, older brother <laughs> sometimes, like, just listening to, just listening to this album. What can like, we, what can we call? She did it, man. <laughs> she freaking what can we did call... it. Should we call her Robbie? Like, is that what a follower of, like, because Taylor Swift, you're Swift. Oh my so God. What do we give, Ooh, there we what go. do we give Joy? Are we a Robbie? I mean, you could just a Robzy. Just be a, a Rob. A Robbie Rob. You could Rob-Z. just be a Wobby Wob. Robins, because that's I mean what my last name is. So that could just be a Robin. Yeah. <laughs> tweet tweet. <laughs> tweet tweet. <laughs> Funny. No idea. Uh, we'll have to I'll, I'll leave that. that to you. Yeah. The the dear listeners. <laughs> yeah. If so if y'all have any ideas for what for what. Uh, robin or joy wow i called you robin <laughs> again how about your mother's back baby uh, we were talking about that earlier so robin's making her way yeah. into the conversation <laughs> if y'all got any ideas for what we could call joy's followers then uh, hit us up for sure mm-hmm. add them into the comments below <laughs> that's right <laughs> funny i love that but yeah uh, what cool. was what was your what was your favorite song to record on the album because some Ooh. of these like live life is such a banger <laughs> I love that song. It's so a good. Banger. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> yeah, that one. That it's one was good. Fun. Like that, that one feels like fun. But I want you to tell us, like, what what was your favorite one to record? Yeah, I mean, oh man, that's such a hard question because like I had so many different like good experiences on so many of them. Um, and like, were you nervous to record any of them? Um, a little at a time, I was. Yeah, which is also mm. probably my my favorite probably recording session as well because it just sort of Mm. also doubled as a therapy session (laughs) that song like oh it's such a tearjerker it's crazy yeah well okay fine i'll go back and listen to the whole album and call myself a (laughs) robbie rob okay Gosh. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean that fit. It felt good. Robbie Rob, it feels good. I don't know how you feel about it, but it I feels can, good. I can dig it, you know. I'll I'll accept yeah. whatever. Okay. <laughs> That's great. Uh, but yeah, I mean a little at a time was like the most like it was like the, I, th- I believe, yeah, it was the last song that I wrote like for the album. So it was the most, like it was the most recent in my own life experience. Like a lot of the other songs were like, I had written them earlier. Like I wrote B when I was like in my early twenties. So this is like, it kind of means, I know. So yeah, it kind of like means something different to me now than it did when I wrote it. So I just have a different experience recording it because I'm just a little bit more Mm -hmm. like separated from it. But a little at a time was like, like in the midst of, you know, my losing my job and like being in one of the most stressful times in my life. Um, And so that like recording that was like, it felt like such a, a release. And like, I mean, some of the, like, I was like literally weeping, like while I was recording the vocals. Cause wow. Yeah. So I was like, I'm like, Paul, I really hope we can get a good take. Cause I don't, I don't know. <laughs> good so luck. The struggle, the struggle was real. Fix it in post. Fix it in post, please. That's right. And he did. God bless him. Um, but yeah. And I mean, that song is like, yeah, quite, like deep and I mean they're all kind of personal to me of course they're you know kind of just like extensions of myself really which is why at the beginning when you were like oh I feel like I know you better now because I listened to this album 
I'm like, yeah, I like that's how I've always that was their goal. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, yeah, I want to like share. And, you know, I think everyone kind of has maybe not everyone, but I think most people have this desire to like be known. And mm. uh, again, bringing in the Enneagram, Enneagram force kind of are like, you know, I'm not really known until I like put my heart and my life into this like piece of art that you can take and then yeah. spear <laughs> into my soul. So dramatic. But uh but yeah, a little at a time was definitely like one of those that was just kind of like, oh yowza, here's mm. here's some here's some stuff. Take with it and, oh, and that song was so like I for real like felt that song. Mm-hmm. It was so good. Yeah. Oh it's so good. Well, I'm glad that you can like also find because i mean that's the beauty of making music too is just like okay totally I've had an yeah. experience and now i can like put it into something that now like means something to somebody else in a completely mm. different way yeah um and, yeah. and it, it can have its own life once you release it like it means something to you when you write it yourself but then you put it out in the world and it takes on new meaning for every set of years that hears it after mm-hmm. that yeah totally mm-hmm. you know? yeah i mean a lot of people even like think they're like oh that's like a breakup song i'm like it is but um, I mean, even like bringing it back to your church hurt conversation, um, mm. I actually mm, yeah. took my, I was processing my relationship with ministry and working at a mm. church. And this song actually is like a breakup song about that. It's actually not like about a person. Wow. And so it's just like, yeah, this is like years of my life of like, you know, pouring into, cause that's how I would describe it to people. I was like, I feel like I poured my life into something and it was almost like it felt like one of those relationships where you're like, "Mm, should I break up with this person? Like, I feel like I probably should. (laughs) But then you just like keep keep giving it a try because you're like, okay, but that's what you do. It's going to get better. It's going to get better. And then it never does. And And then they dump you and you're like, what the hell? That's like the definition of a toxic relationship. (laughs) Yeah. And so then I was like, I kept saying this to like my friends. And then I was like, wait a second. Like, this is like a toxic relationship. I'm going to write a song about a toxic relationship because that's what this was. And so like, really? Well, and I feel yeah. like every artist, it's a rite of passage into like songwriting. Is to it's true. You got to have that kind of a song. You got to get, you got to have a good breakup song. Yep. You got to, you got to have them. Yep. Everybody goes through that stuff. And it's just like, yep, this is. This is life. This is experience. This is bam. Yep. So there it is. That's cool. One one little theme that I noticed throughout the album was um, for sure it was the prevailing theme on B, which mm-hmm. is like just B, like all these things, all these things, just B, just B. But then also in, I think, was it in Live Life as well? Mm-hmm. There was a bunch of like just B just repetition B. in there too. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Like that, that line reminded me so much of like my favorite band, the classic crime. And like, they have like all the music that's on, this podcast is all the classic crime. Like I got permission okay, from the band nice. to use to use instrumental tracks for that's right. Great theme song. <laughs> I love it. Damn. All right. All right. Hey. 
<laughs> so funny. But they have this little song on their album called How to Be Human. And mm-hmm. the song is um, Hold On, Let Go. And the only lyrics in the song are just repeated. It's Hold On, Let Go, Be, Just Be. And that's mm. it. It just repeats, it repeats. I and there's like this swelling guitar. Already. And, <laughs> and it's so good. But it, it's like two minutes. Mm-hmm. It's this tiny little song just between the third last and the last song it's this little track Mm -hmm. and that kept i was just constantly reminded of that little nugget of a song every time i was listening to be and live life Mm -hmm. and to me like that that little classic crime song for me i feel like there's so many different ways to interpret that like Mm -hmm. hold on let go and be just be like the hold on is maybe hold on to something great in your life or hold on Mm -hmm. to um hold on to hope or you know um like let go could be let go of past trauma or past pain or Mm -hmm. let go of this expectation of yourself like there's Mm -hmm. so many ways to interpret that type of stuff Mm -hmm. so what is i guess all of that to say what would that term just be mean to you specifically like Mm -hmm. is there a way that you've interpreted that in your own life yeah I mean that definitely has like so many layers because it's really just like Mm -hmm. it's such a simple thing to say I'm like just be just Mm. chill it's okay like that can be a layer of like just chill it's okay just relax um but yeah like I think the whole phrase of like just be really is like you know, it seeps into like, um, you know, like the song enough is all you need. Like, even though that song doesn't say the words just be, I feel like that's also like an extension of it's totally got that same vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's just like, you know, and that's, you know, something I learned, um, you know, after losing my job and stuff too, is just like, okay, like, like I just have so many like lofty dreams. Like I live in my imagination. (laughs) Either like in my imagination or like thinking about the past. And I'm like, I can never just like be in the present. Mm -hmm. And then, but when you stop and you're like, okay, let me ground myself in reality and like, look at the people around me, look at the things that I have, like look at this like plate of food that I am able to consume. Like, yeah. Those things, like they're very simple, but then they kind of just ground you. And I'm like, okay, this is where I can just be. And I mean, mm. yeah, the song, she is still I'm like the same thing. I'm like, these are like these quiet, still moments that are just like, they're so like countercultural right now. Cause like right now it's just like, okay, like yeah. hustle, like do the next thing, go to this thing, like take your kid to this class and then get yourself to mm-hmm. this class. And like, it's, it's crazy how busy people are. But then it's like, if anyone, you ask anyone about like, oh, what's like the richest thing in your life? And it's just like, oh, it's my, it's my family. It's my kids. It's my, it's the moments like around the Christmas tree or when we're playing board games. Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah. and I'm like, those things are so like, yeah. quote, like insignificant because they're just like ordinary. But like, those hmm. are, I'm like, that's why people write songs is because like moments like these like inspire you know, creativity and all this stuff. So then it's like, I find myself like pushing and hustling and doing all these things when really it's like, okay, well, if I just sit back and I just be, I'm like, all the stuff that I'm hustling for 
is like that just kind of like comes and then like you get you get what you get you know <laughs> like I don't know yeah I just yeah it's you can try really hard in life to get a lot of things and then it's just kind of like ah, I just kind of want to sit and trust the process and that can be hard mm. it has definitely been hard to do that and I don't do it well all the time but well, and I think that there's like a perspective from the flip side, too, of like living this hustled life and slowing down, but also maybe living the hustled life because you have to, mm. but remembering that also slowing down is important, too. Right. Right. Like, yep. there's there's two sides of that. Some people don't feel maybe this like sense of privilege to be able to slow down, mm. but to 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 still find ways to enjoy those small moments, those quiet moments mm -hmm. so that you can actually, um, like, I think that maybe that there's a degree to which that those people who find it really hard to find the time because they can't find the time mm -hmm. to slow down are the ones that truly can sit in those quiet moments and do those board games and those times around the Christmas tree and like actually fully appreciate them to their fullest potential because yeah mm -hmm. there's there's just like more of a sense of um I don't know gratitude or something mm -hmm. as opposed to taking you know the busy life and not feeling like you have time to slow down like I feel like there's two sort of sides mm. to that yeah. also mm -hmm. right like and I feel like you'll potentially run into the people who can interpret it from both sides, mm -hmm. which is really cool. And yeah. And then it's even like finding yeah. these moments of stillness within, yeah, within the chaos of like, okay, I, I mm -hmm. can't stop, but you know, maybe I'm driving yeah. to work yeah. or I'm driving. Yeah. And then it's like, yeah, it could just be a simple, like, yeah, prayer or meditation. Even if you just like repeat those lyrics yeah. of that song that you mentioned, JMO, like, it's just like we can find yeah. these little things that kind of like ground us in reality. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, even if things are mm -hmm. chaos, you can still like, I don't know, maybe it's some, some kind of deep meditation thing that I haven't unlocked yet, but we're getting there. <laughs> well, I, th I think like, like we were talking about COVID mm -hmm. and then we're also talking about like this hustle culture that we find ourselves in. And like, it feels like two sides of the same coin, mm -hmm. but the thing that maybe binds the two sides of that coin together is this central like reminder and also a piece of just be mm, yeah that yeah even even when we're locked up in quarantine and we're stuck at home and we can't do anything and we're losing our jobs and we don't know where our money's coming from like just be mm. in that moment mm -hmm. and realize that like that's all you've got but yeah. then also in the hustle culture like when you have those moments to relax just mm -hmm. be in those moments and just be present totally. with your family and be, yeah. you know, be present with a cup of coffee in your hand or your lunch break or your commute to work, like be present and be in that moment yeah. too. Which is like, mm -hmm. you know, I actually like, you know, this whole idea of being present, like that is something that I, I definitely did learn in theater school. Cause like, I mean, we talked about it earlier, mm. like it was chaos. Like that was one of the most chaotic times of my life still like I've lived like some life since then it's still like very significant time in my life of just yeah. like just thing after thing and like meanwhile in acting class we're learning like the only way you're actually going to do a quote good scene is when you are present like you can't be thinking about what's happening 
like mm-hmm. outside the room or what's happening next. Like you only can be in yeah. the moment because that's when truth is going to be seen on stage. Cause like everybody's seen like a movie or a play where the acting is just like, it's just bad. And more often than not, it's just because they are just like, they're just saying the words they're supposed to say, or they're thinking, about mm-hmm. like, you know, Oh, what am I, I should get groceries after this or uh, where, why did that yeah. put this prop here? Like, but when you're present in the moment, totally like, okay, yeah. now you're connecting with your scene partner and you're actually just like in this moment, then everything you're saying is coming from the place that you're in right, right here and now. Like that's the only place you can be. Totally. And that's the only place. I feel like Dakota Johnson was recently like interviewed and talking about this kind of stuff, like specifically mm. that in order for her to do her job well, like she's like, I thrive when I get like 14 to 16 hours of sleep. And she was like poked fun at because that's like, like who gets that much uh-huh. sleep? But like, she's like, no, like I have made it a priority to make sure because I will function so much better. I think it's like, it was a large amount of sleep mm-hmm. that I'm like, what human, but that's the thing. It's such a culture <laughs> shift that we have. It's like, who has the time to get that much sleep? Like, it's not even, yeah. it's not even like, like I, I would love to sleep 14 Which hours, Holy. but like we, we like, we're so conditioned now to be like, Oh yeah. Eight hours of sleep. If you can get eight hours, if you can get six hours of sleep, you're doing great. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you, but you know, there's like the little things. And I'm thinking back to when we had my girlfriend on, who's a sleep consultant. And we were talking about yeah. just like, you know, shifting, shifting your priorities in general. And I mean, we were talking about sleep specifically mm-hmm. in that podcast as well, but like, you know, settle, settling down and having like a good routine at nighttime. And, and those are the moments where you could make space in your life to just be, mm-hmm. and you don't, necessarily have to go to bed at eight o'clock at night so that you get your 10 hours of sleep by whatever time in the morning but but like to slow down and just like you know it's funny my husband and I have been talking about because he wants to do his master's Mm -hmm. and so I'm like when when are you going to make time for this (laughs) when are you going to do that like yeah I just I mean like we can't afford for you to not work full-time so Mm -hmm. that's you know, 40 hours of your week. And I mean, he's found like an online program, but he's like, yeah, like I'll just, instead of sitting downstairs and watching TV, I'll just work on school from like eight till 10 or 11. And I'm like, okay, like, see ya later. <laughs> like, but like, you know, see you like in four years, bro. <laughs> well, only, only three year program, but yes, like he, that's a priority for him. So then he's trying to figure out ways to carve out that time to make that a priority because he wants to get that done. Mm-hmm. Great. Like, but how do, how do we, how do we as a society shift our thinking into this like idea of slowing down if mm-hmm. we have the capability to do it, mm-hmm. recognizing that, yes, there are people that truly don't have the privilege of being able to slow down. But I think that they, I think that those people just like have this more natural sense of appreciation for those important moments. Mm. Like I really do. Like I think of what's the, is it the Christmas Carol? (laughs) Um, What's the little boy, you know, like the little family. God bless us everyone. Yeah, I just, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know, right? Yeah. Like, there's a connection here. I just have to, like, work on it for a second. But just, 
I guess just like they're super poor and they have to work extra hard to be able to put like a tiny little chicken on the table or a tiny little turkey on the table. Mm-hmm. Um, but they are so appreciative of the time that they get together as a family and all this kind of anyways, I'm rambling mm-hmm. and it's tangenting, but just be people. Just be. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Which is funny because like, I don't know, it's been it's such a like crazy journey to be, you know, having put all these songs together with all these lessons that I've learned. And then I mm-hmm. still find myself like in this, like, I'm like, and like, yeah, you ask my family, they're like, oh, Joy is so busy. She's just busy all the time. And then like, it was even like at the very like last stretch of like getting the album out of like, I was doing like working with my sister to do like the cover art and everything. And like, you know, I was just kind of like, oh, I just want to get this album out because it's been so long. I just need to like, mm. and, but like, I, just want to be done yeah, with it. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm like, I kept like, there yeah. was just like all these projects. Like, I was just juggling this thing for so long. And then I was like, I am not even enjoying this right now. Mm, because yeah. I am right. I so yeah. like pushed myself to hustle. I'm like, oh, I have to promote it. And I'm doing this concert now. And I have to like, like, hey guys, come to my concert. And it's like. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, Did that work for you? <laughs> I mean, people came, so. <laughs> Well, great. That's awesome. Uh, but yeah, it's just funny that like I have these moments where I'm like, wait a second, I am not living mm-hmm. what I've literally written songs about. Like, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. it's been a cool, like, almost accountability uh, practice for me to be like, mm-hmm. yeah, like I yeah. do need to just be I, like, enough is all I need. Like, live life, drink wine. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> hashtag live life drink wine. hashtag live life hashtag drink wine people it's uh, let's go it's the nature the sweet sweet nature of life it's good yeah uh andrea if there's one song you should listen to on this album it's live life okay it's so good sounds good i do want to so listen good. to backpack now it's it's funny not funny it's, good, yeah. it's fascinating like we obviously don't get this opportunity with our like all the artists that were so you know, attuned to listening, attuned, inclined, whatever. You know what I yeah. mean? Accustomed to listening to you. Fill in the blank with the word that you it's want to somewhere. use. Yeah. Um, you know, to get like the insider scoop on like how yeah. a song was written, how it was, you know. Mm-hmm. And so it's really, yeah, it is cool. It's cool to hear the backstory. <laughs> what's what's a really like memorable moment from the studio for you mm. from the whole from maybe not even from the studio, but like the whole process of this album. Like what's what's a moment that really stands out as being very, very memorable? Mm. Oh man. That's a great question. Um if you can remember if one. I can even remember one. <laughs> That's all. It's I've blocked it all from my memory now. Um I mean it's all most recently, like I think about like I just did a an album release show. Um, which mm. y'all had a new West concert. I understand you couldn't make it. It was so sad. Um, <laughs> I, I wanted to come so bad. I feel bad that I didn't ditch New West that night, honestly. Ooh, I feel bad. Well, listen, you gotta prioritize. You gotta <sighs> keep up with your commitments. It's you gotta do it. But also, like, your friends only put out albums so often. It's true. Like, 
should have should have been there. Nope. It's okay. She's working on the next one just for it's you, Joe, so that you can. Sorry, make the we're next album we're fulfilling Joy's dream of also being on this podcast. That's true. So, so yeah. you're the karma is working it out. So it's all good. Yeah, it's tit for tat. It's all good. Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it was it was cool like getting to do that and like I had like a full band. We had like a cute little like. Um, cute little it was amazing uh string section that like um mm. yeah a little string, cool. string uh, trio which was incredible and a lot of the band were people that also played on the album so oh, yeah cool. it was just like so awesome. cool to like have all of them in the room and then like playing through the whole album like top to bottom and together because right? you probably recorded each part separately Absolutely. too yeah yeah so there's like something very cool like it just felt so surreal the whole time because mm. i was like this is my childhood dream like i'm 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 mm. doing it right now and yeah like while i was um kind of talking and, and sharing about the songs and things in the in the evening i just, yeah like i had just had a conversation uh with a friend of mine about like the like this whole like childhood dream thing and and I just was talking and I was like this night is to celebrate this album for sure and it was also like my birthday so it was like this cool like celebration thing but I was like really like tonight is for nine-year-old joy like oh yeah. yeah and I was like when I like I remember so distinctly like being nine years old I remember like uh I was I was like in this pretend band with my friend um we called ourselves the singer sisters and like oh my I remember at nine years old yeah. we would like make our choreography and like we were pretending to be like Britney Spears or whatever and I remember like thinking in my head I'm like this is cool that we're doing this as a game right now but like I'm gonna do this for real with my life Hmm. take note and yeah that was like a significant thing and then yeah just to see it happening i'm like there's a band here a full band and there's audience who paid money to be here and they're playing songs that i wrote it's like what is this this is crazy so yeah (laughs) i freaking did did it i'm like wow like so many people like have childhood dreams that just like go sit in a box somewhere i actually did mine and i've and i'm really proud of it check that's awesome yeah so that's man i feel that i feel that so hard like i've had i had this dream ever since i was a kid of being a performer like being Mm. on stage and specifically like in a band context Mm. and like i've i've been playing at churches for however many years playing bass and like singing whatever and so part of part of my little childhood dream is satiated by that but also like i just want to go play like at the blues can or something come play or, like, with me playing a band that would be fun at a oh dude Bro. <laughs> don't threat don't threaten me with a good time i would love let's to. go that would like, be so sick yeah man i don't have a lot of money to pay you so, but it would be fun <laughs> that's right <laughs> <laughs> i'm working on that <laughs> that's right uh, one one dream at a time <laughs> <That's>, yeah <laughs> but like that's always been a dream for me too is to be in a band mm-hmm. in some capacity like somehow mm-hmm. so yeah like i'm i feel like i'm getting that a little at church but and i i, I did that too like because i i've been leading worship this whole time 
And so it's like, course, yeah, I, yeah. I felt those exact same things of like, yeah, like I'm, I'm kind of living my dream. Like this is, this is it. This is cool. But yeah. there was always something but th more. There's something different. Yep. There is. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, and like I've, I've done a few professional gigs, like with, like I did a gig, um, last week, Sunday with the Calgary jazz orchestra. And cool. it was like a professional, like paid gig at the Bella. And it was dope. It's amazing. And it was so mm. much fun. And it was a lot of work. Mm -hmm. And like I sang at the Ironwood in the fall. And that was a ton of fun. And we sang there for two nights. Ugh. And that was a ton of work, that one. We did like 20 some, 25, 28 songs, yeah, something that. silly. It was insane. Crazy. Yeah. But doing stuff like that was kind of like, all right. We we love the Ironwood. Like, Six-year-old Jamo making cardboard guitars in his bedroom is like <laughs> super happy right yep. now. The childhood dreams, yeah. man. They they have a power over us. <laughs> What was so you mentioned that this recording studio was out in High River? Mm -hmm. Shout out to my yes. peeps just south of me. Um, in terms of like you talked about this whole like, <laughs> shut up, Jamie. Um, yes. <laughs> talk about this idea of just being. I'm curious because it's like I don't know where in the city you live, but it would have been probably like a decent drive for you. <laughs> so, what did your drive look like? Like, did you, um, like, how did you mentally prepare for getting into the studio? Um, well, I would always, I would always warm up in the car, which is like, okay. you know, I should really warm up when my body is like, when I'm not, you know, sitting in a car all like crumped up. Um, <laughs> but, you know, often that, yeah. I, you know, ain't nobody got time for that. And the, yeah, the drive is like 45 ain't nobody got time minutes. For that. So I'm like, I'm just going to warm up in the, like by the, if I warmed up before, by the time I got there, I'd have to warm up again. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> so long. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd warm up. I'd, I'd kind of go over, like, depending on what we were recording that day, I would kind of like go over, you know, the, the content in my head or just like kind of rehearse a little bit. Um, and mm -hmm. then, yeah, mostly just, I mean, mostly it was just like me trying to surrender to whatever the process was going to be that day because mm, mm -hmm. because it was my childhood dream and because it meant so mm -hmm. much to me I was quite like mm. perfectionism about it so and it's especially like with vocals because it's just like oh this is mm -hmm. me this is my instrument it needs to be perfect yeah. mm -hmm. and so but and you as a vocalist hearing yourself back on the mic when you're singing can like, be brutal. it's gross <laughs> it can be bad it's so mm. raw it's so <laughs> so raw it's crazy yeah yep. so yeah i would often just be like okay you know we're like we're gonna record it today and when it's recorded it's gonna mm -hmm. be recorded like so whatever yeah. will be will be just be <laughs> yeah just Amazing. be baby just be yep <laughs> so that was a constant that was a constant battle throughout the whole thing of just like and like the times mm -hmm. that i did surrender to it were like the best of times like even on a little at a time like i didn't like i wrote that song and 
like I didn't really like typically if I write a song, I can hear other instrumentation for it. Like I have an idea of what the drums will sound like and like the other, like if there's strings or whatever. But this song, I was like, I have no idea. I don't know what what to put on this thing. And so very Mm -hmm. much just like bringing a brand new song into the studio, working with Paul. And then it's kind of like, oh, what if we what if we did this or what if we did that? And then just kind of turned into this cool like wow, I feel like I'm living mm-hmm. in my memories now and the lyrics and like the oh, production cool. things that we put in there. And so, yeah, like mm-hmm. those were the best sessions when I just like surrendered and we're just like, hey, let's see, let's see. And then like, and that's how like I fell in love with studio work. It's so much fun to just like mm. sit and like create something. Yeah, there's there's nothing like it. If I could legitimately just do that, like I love performing as well. But mm-hmm. man, there's just the studio is magic. I freaking love the studio. Yeah, <laughs> I've done like a Fun. little bit of studio work here and there, um, not much. But like we we've I've done a few albums like with New West and right, we did yeah. one with the CJO ages ago. But with that, like you're doing stuff that's written on the page, mm, yeah. so there's not much you can do in insofar as creativity is concerned. But I had I had a roommate who I lived with here for a little while, and um we recorded some stuff with him like in in this room actually oh, wow, which cool. is hilarious uh yeah so we we recorded a bunch of stuff and we just had like we just like cracked a beer and just hit record and like messed around mm-hmm. and it was super fun yeah. mm-hmm. and we had such a fun time doing that and uh like yeah the creative liberty to be able to do whatever you want and i can imagine as well like adding in instrumentation or adding in like a really cool drum part or imagining what strings could sound like in Mm. this section Mm. or going from like full time to half time or Mm. you know those musical choices that you make throughout a song i can imagine like yeah that level of creativity like the euphoria really that you must feel Mm -hmm. in that is must be pretty intense it's quite phenomenal and even like on um like on Mm -hmm. the track home like we have a whole string section um I went to uh, Elmer Regal, who uh, is on oh, yeah. street, um, the orchestra leader. And I was like, Elmer, can you arrange some string parts for this? Because like I hear strings in my head, but like obviously I don't know anything about string in- instruments. Right. So I was like, can you please help me? And he did this whole arrangement, wrote out all the parts. Aww. And then like hearing them play it, it was just like. Oh my god, like this is so gorgeous. Like I can't even uh, yeah. yeah, like to have a string section on a song, like it's magic. I just I, I can't even deal with it. So it's good. it's so it's so cool. Oh, that's cool. Can't even can't even handle can't it. Can't even handle it in my life. Do you have <laughs> can handle it? Oh my god. <laughs> The inside I feel like, joke. I feel like Andrew is a victim to our oh, shenanigans 100%. right now. And 100%. I'm here for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Andrew is a victim to my shenanigans most of the all, time. All Mary, the time. So. All the time. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Who is not a victim to your shenanigans? Um, do you plan to do another Air. album? Um, I would love to do another album. I think if I do one, I probably would have to try to get a grant for one because it does be it does be hurting your girl's bank account um i definitely like just knowing that i'm like man i could have been like so much closer to a down payment on a house right now but it's cool i'm i have my music to keep me warm so (laughs) 
But yeah, I uh, I don't cover yourself in all of your CD sleeves. Honestly, I've got enough of them. If y'all want some CDs, just. But seriously, if you want to, I would love. If you want a physical copy, go to my website joyrobinson.ca and order your physical copy today. Yeah. Heck yeah. Because physical copies are where it's at. Let's get back to slowing down and listening to records as they were designed. Boom. Just Mm. be be. with a CD. Oh, (laughs) boo. (laughs) I hated that. Yeah. (laughs) Just be be with with a CD. But yeah, I will definitely make more music for sure, but I don't know. I don't know when the next full length album will be but i'll probably put up cool. some singles mm. i'm always writing so i mean by the time i was finished this i had already written like 10 new songs so i'm like i actually have enough that i can oh, do oh wow okay damn wow, writing wow. is addicting let's go writing and studio time is very addicting writing is free studio time is not so it's unfortunate <laughs> yeah yes <laughs> yes the cost of lead and hb pencils is a lot more yeah. attainable than the cost of studio yeah time. yeah facts yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. That's cool. And I'm assuming, is it also available to stream? It is. It's obviously hard copy gives you more credit, which is important to know. It's true. But yeah, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm Mm -hmm. on the Spotify's, I'm on the YouTube's, I'm on the the Apple Music's, wherever. I'm in all the places. So, because music is also a gift. So if you, you can just listen to it. (laughs) And I will get about, I mean, if you want to help us out, Take that, stream it, put it on repeat. You put that on mute. You don't even have to listen to it. Just put it on repeat <laughs> in the background. Facts. Facts. Yeah. Yes. But play yes. it at your places of work. Spread the word. It's uh, mm-hmm. yeah. cool. <laughs> That's awesome. Shameless no, that's starving cool. artist plug right there. <laughs> you, yeah. Girl, you got to do you it. Gotta, you got to hustle it. in these streets, even though I want to be still and not yeah. do it at all. But yeah, got to hustle. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Cool. Well, um, thanks for sharing your creative energy. Thank you. You're welcome. It's fun. Yeah, this is. Uh, we we always close with one more question, which yes. I'm sure you know Ooh. by now. Um, following your dreams. Oh. Because um, I know we've talked a lot about creativity on this podcast mm-hmm. before in other episodes, but specifically like this album is the culmination of a dream for you. Mm-hmm. So, you know. What what's one thing, yeah, that you wish people knew about following a dream? Um, I would say like specifically with like childhood dreams, um, is just like allowing your um allowing your adult self to inform your childhood dreams is is an mm. asset because you know, when That's you cool. dream as a child, mm. you don't necessarily well, you don't because you don't know. You don't think about, you know, the financial cost or the emotional investment or what these things even mean yeah. or like how that can actually come to fruition. Like you have one idea which you get from, you know, Hannah Montana or something, which is like. <laughs> I was honestly thinking the exact same name. That's hilarious. I mean, yeah. I was thinking of her when you were talking about the Disney Channel Pretty earlier. So I mean, Hannah Montana, Camp Rock, like these are my people. These are my people. Um, but then just recognizing that like, you know, when you grow up, it's like, you know, for me, I'm like, I grew up, I went to theater school. Like I learned how to be an artist. I learned how to do it professionally. And it's really hard. (laughs) It's a lot of work and things just don't come to you. (laughs) So 
Like when you're a yeah. child, you kind of think it's going to be easy and that you just deserve things and that things should just come to you. But like, mm. if you want something, like it's going to be hard work and, and, and mm -hmm. to not be afraid of the dream when it gets to the point where you're like, I don't even want to do this. Throw this out the wind. I'm done. Like, mm. screw this. Um, mm. It's still, it's still good. It's still good to pursue. So yeah. Allow mm -hmm. who you are now to inform your childhood dreams. And then it will be what it's actually supposed to be, which is, again, rooted mm. in the present, not in the past or the future. It's like, this is for today. Mm. Let's go. Hashtag just be. Oh, yeah. Cool. Uh, <laughs> amazing. <laughs> Done. Dunzos. <laughs> Dunzo. Oh, cool. Dunzo Washington. Dunzo Washington. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. Chapping out. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew logs off. We keep recording for another half hour. <laughs> oy, oy, oy. Part two. <laughs> you go, let's go. Let's go. Oh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know. Oh my God. Dead. Anyone that doesn't know. I think we should wrap this up. I don't know, know about you now guys. You know. <laughs> now you know. <laughs> Oh wow! I think you guys have some catching up to do off really air. Do. So yeah, I think I think we, well, we gotta go for uh, beer or something. Yeah, really seems like it. For sure, yeah, seems like it. This is good though. Thanks um, for having me. This is so fun. Yeah. Hashtag. Thanks, thanks for coming. For on. Second childhood dream was being on Unexpected Experts. So <laughs> here we are. I'm getting everything I want. In well. <laughs> Wow, the last I'll year has been it. a good year it, for you. I'm like, there's no way you were a child when this podcast started, but I'll take it anyway. <laughs> no way. Absolutely yeah. no way. <laughs> well, well, go check Joy Robinson's album out. And, yes. Um, yeah. Give her a follow on Insta. Yes, well. follow me on all the socials. Yeah. I'm, my, I'm keyword joy. Keyword joy. All one word. People get confused when I say that because they're like, wait, keyword. I'm like, yeah, no, that's the username. Like K-E-Y word. Joy. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll, I'll put links in the episode nice. description too. So nice. We'll follow you there. Thanks, y'all. Right. Yeah. Thanks, Joy. Thanks, Joy. This is so fun. So fun. 